ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Seven Figure Fashion Business Podcast, where we talk about the fashion industry and how to get your fashion business to seven figures. From manufacturing strategies, cut and sew designers, to fashion hot topics and the latest fashion trends, I'm your host, Monica Monique. And I'm your host, XYZ. And And let's let's jump into today's episode. episode. Say something to you. Hi. <laughs> I'm trying to hear how loud you are. Hi. Okay. All right. So we're going to start episode one of our podcast. I know you're nervous. <laughs> but um, so far, our preliminary name is like the Fashion and Retail Business Podcast. It may change, but for mm. now, yeah. keeping it to the point. Yeah. Um, so it's our first episode, DH. How do you feel? Well, first of all, my name is Monica Monique. I'm a fashion designer, business owner, store owner. Um, have been a designer for 14 plus years, owned my retail business store for seven years, um, and have been designing gowns in that has been my niche for 11 years, maybe a little bit more. But yeah, so that's my specialty. That's a little intro about me. What about you, DeAsia? Introduce yourself. Um, my name is Deja. Girl, you better straighten your back. <laughs> Please, child. I'm so nervous. Um, I have really bad social anxiety. Really bad anxiety, so. Okay, Summer Walker. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. Stop hitting the table. I wanted to sew since I was in sixth grade, but I didn't actually start sewing until I was 21. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I'm just chasing a dream. You're just chasing a dream? All right. Well, uh, I have a couple notes. It says, why are we doing a podcast? So... It really came from the store. We talk about everything in the store. We talk about fashion, and then it just came. Well, it was Monica's idea, really. And I was just like, oh, that's a good idea. But I wanted to do, like, an Instagram blog where I talked about fashion, and then it was her idea to do the podcast. So it just went hand in hand. Yeah. And I feel like we always have a lot of conversations in my store about Fashion, the fashion industry, fashion designers, business, entrepreneurship. Uh, I feel like the conversations we have are so important for other people to Mm -hmm. know and be in on. Yeah. Like, we really kind of go deep into, like, oh, well, this if this designer had did this, or if this person had did this, or if this customer, da-da-da. And I feel like a lot of fashion designers don't have other fashion designers as friends who they can talk to and get insight on for like the industry when you're actually working in it in the day to day life. Yeah. I feel like a lot of fashion designers are the only fashion designer they know. Yeah. For sure. But I don't know. It's not like I was on YouTube and I was just was watching I was a seamstress and she was saying there's no other seamstress in the world. So <laughs> it's like right. I forget where she said she was from, but she was saying she was the only seamstress. Like it's yeah. We should point out, so we're from Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. Um, I, my story is on Fabric Row, which is 
uh, area off of South Street, which is almost like a tourist attraction in Philadelphia. But Fabric Row is where all of the fabric stores are. So outside of just being a boutique that's sells and does custom items we're also surrounded by fabric stores where other designers come to buy the fabrics and materials for their collections so we actually do cross paths with a lot of designers on a daily basis because of that yeah um so we do kind of have like a good surrounding of like people that do think some similar things (laughs) what you say it's a blessing yeah it really is that's decent that's really decent yeah tell them how you got the story how I got this story. So um, in 2015, I opened in September of 2015, number one. But when I was in college, I got my bachelor's degree in fashion design uh, from the Art Institute of Philadelphia. I graduated in 2012. And when I was in college, I had an entrepreneurship course where we had to come up with a business plan for any type of business. And I just decided to do a business plan for a clothing store. And once I actually graduated, I decided, you know what, I'm actually going to use this business plan for a clothing store. Like I wanted to open a clothing store. I wasn't necessarily sure, but I knew if I was going to have a class if in order for it to be worth my while, which is how I did everything in my college career is I needed to relate it to something that I'll actually do when I graduate college. So I did the business plan for that area for South Street for a retail store on South Street. I did the business plan for how much the rent would cost, how much employees, how much I would pay employees, what the management uh, scale would look like, how many associates I would have, all of those things. And then also like the square footage of the store, how I would set up the store. So I did all of this within that 12 week course and semester. So when I graduated three years later, fast forward three years later, I was looking at South Street and the rents were crazy. Like the prices was crazy and I knew I couldn't afford it. So I went down Fabric Row where all the fabric stores were. And I was like, you know what? Let me see how much rents are over here. And rents were much lower only because they were on the side street and not on the main street. But also because it was in the mix with all the fashion stores, all the fabric stores, I thought, okay, well, this would actually be good because people like me will be in this area. Yeah. So it honestly worked out. There was a place where... It was no walls. It looked like construction. I think there had been a fire. And I've used this tactic since several times. But I waited for a day when the landlord was there or I saw construction people fixing up the place. And it looked like, you know, a hole hole in the wall. It looked like it would be nothing. So I was like, hey, how much is this place? And the landlord was like, what? This place is not even built yet. The walls ain't even up yet. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I like about it. Like, I can kind of make it to be what I want it to be. Mm Mm-hmm. When it's finished and he was going through something uh, where his wife was sick Mm -hmm. and he was like, well, you know, it's going to take a lot of time. It might take two years to get done. Um, If if you're willing to work with me, I can do a really low cost just because you're going to wait. And I was like, "Okay, I ain't got nothing but time. You know, at at the time I was like 22, 23. So I'm like, yeah, and that give me time to afford the rent because really I don't even got no money yet. (laughs) So you give me two years. I'm like, all right, because that means I can stash for two years until I can actually afford and come up with a plan to afford the rent every month. So by the time it was done, September of 2015, you know, that whole summer, he was like, oh, you still you still want it? You know, I know you've been waiting or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, of course. So he's like, all right, where do you want your fitting room? Where do you want your lighting? And because I had already did the business plan three years prior, I'm like, all right, this is how I want it to be. And I had already done the research of 
where is the best to put lighting to face mannequins and how the lighting should face one way versus the other way and how the lighting in the fitting room should look and what is the LED percentage and all these things to make clothing look better on mannequins and whatnot. So by the time the store was ready, it was my dream store. But that's pretty much how it came about. Like I took my time, I waited, I had a landlord that was patient and was happy to have a customer that was just waiting for him to be ready. So it really worked out in that way. And when I opened in 2015, um, I was filled up the store with other brands and designers that were local who didn't have their own store. So instead of me buying a whole bunch of wholesale items for the store, I was like, okay, I see. I see you've been working hard. You got this brand. You're online. You don't have a retail store. Put your stuff in my store. Mm -hmm. Oh, I see you do this, whatever. Put your stuff in my store, whatever. So I started off just being only local brands. And that's kind of how I filled up the space without having to put out any money for any clothing to fill up the space. As well as that, prior to opening, I worked at uh, Exton Mall, which is near the King of Pressure Mall, but they were closing. So that means all of the stores oh, in the yeah. mall were closing, which means all of these mannequins got to go in the trash. All of these displays, all of these printers, tape. Oh, you got lucky. I got lucky. <laughs> God, I'm telling 22, y'all. 22. 22. You was 22 years old. Too. I was 22 when I graduated. I um, opened when I was 25. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So this was three years later. But I'm I'm God's favorite. I don't really don't yeah. know about anybody else, but I'd be God's favorite. It was so many stories like Abercrombie and Fitch or Hollister where I was like, um, when are y'all, what day y'all leaving? Because <laughs> they were, the policy them from the was, dumpster? You didn't? Took them from the dumpster because the policy was they couldn't hand you oh, okay. the mannequin. They can't hand you their printer. They can't hand you their display item. They have to put it in the actual trash, whatever. But the trash is filled with all new printers mannequins displays so as they like they're like all right we putting this out at 1 p.m mm-hmm. <laughs> and then me and all my friends because i had worked at forever 21 at the time which was also closing and i also got all their mannequins but all my friends because i had um well anyway i had a car because <laughs> i was gonna say i had a benz but i don't want to look like i had money back then it was really my dad's but <laughs> Um, the mannequins and stuff couldn't all fit in my car. So me and like four of my friends, we all had mannequins and body parts in the back of our cars mm-hmm. and drove them down to my mom's house. And I just had a whole, her whole house full of mannequins until I opened the store. And you have a friend that they need the mannequins? No, they were just helping me oh, take the mannequins okay. and like all the stuff. Okay. And that's how I feel. I still have tape <laughs> from those stores. Like they gave me boxes and boxes of tape, staples, staplers, paper, um, display signs. Um, but yeah, that's how that's how I got the stuff for my store. Yeah. All for free. Yeah. Blessed. Blessed. And I love that you're on Fashion Row. I mean, yeah. I said Fabric. Fabric Row. Yeah. And uh, it's like, well, no, we got Baldwin's. I was about to say, you don't need black person on the block. Yeah. We got Baldwin's. But I think it's decent to be like with the Asians, you know? Yeah. And it's nice. Yeah. It's nice. And I feel like, well, I don't actually know how long Baldwin's has been there, but I know outside of Baldwin's, there was another designer named Yaya and there was another black fashion fabric store with another man's name that I don't recall. But there were a couple older black men that had businesses, fabric stores on that in that neighborhood oh, in prior to. Okay. Me moving in. By the time I moved in, there was only one left. 
And everybody in the neighborhood is in their 60s, 70s. Right. Yeah. Everybody's older. Yeah. I'm the only young yeah. business in the neighborhood. Yeah. Everybody is generationally yeah. passed down from their grandfather, their great-grandfather. Like, mm-hmm. I'm the only person that is number one that was in their 20s, number one, but yeah. also... This was my my business, you know. I didn't get this from my dad, my grandpa, or whatever. Right. Everybody else is um generally generationally passed down, so it's it's nice. When you first moved on, uh, the block, how was like, <laughs> how was the other businesses? Like, were they welcoming or was it like a? Did they see you as competition? Um, I don't think that anybody saw me as competition, but I also never like looked or paid attention if anybody did. Okay. Um, I was always kind to people. I had been buying fabric off of Fabric Row for so many years prior to opening my store. Oh, so they already knew you they before are, the store? Yeah, they already oh, knew me. Okay, okay. Yeah, they knew me as like college kid who bought fabric all the time. Yeah. So by the time that I was like, oh, I'm going to open a store over here, you know, they were like, oh, what's your store going to be about or what you're going to have in there, whatever. I guess... They would, they maybe have felt more competition if I was going to open a fabric store. Right. But because I opened a clothing store where I do custom stuff, they didn't feel like it was any competition, which is not, I do something different than what everybody else does. Like there are no clothing boutiques. Right. Especially in my style within that neighborhood. Um, The only thing that I have similar to some of the fabric stores is the ones that do custom tailoring or seamstress work mm-hmm. inside their store. I also do that inside my store. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't think anybody ever saw me as competition. And I'm always very, like, gracious and kind to the other people in the neighborhood. Right. I'm super nice. Yeah. Super nice. Like, you can't hate me if you wanted to. Like, I'm just, I'm nice. <laughs> so, And then, like, even the other designers, like, let's say Fong's, in the beginning... Um, I would just be like, hey, what's your advice on this? Or what's your advice? Like, I made them feel like they were a part of my journey. Mm-hmm. I made them feel like they were helping me, like they were helping the next generation. I used to do that. Mm-hmm. I used to ask them a lot of questions, but I stopped. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. Probably because I had two. Yeah. And I probably don't need them no more. But yeah. I used to be in there asking, like, Fleshman. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. By the way, people on this podcast, y'all gonna know exactly where we at because we we the name drop right, all the way right, to phones, right, right? Free promo, <laughs> right? But yeah, I always make them feel, and then especially because they're fabric stores and I'm a clothing store, it's like I'm gonna send my customer back exactly. to you anyway because exactly. when they need fabric, they're gonna mm-hmm. get it from you even if they're getting something made from and me. They send they send so many customers over to you too. They send me so, so many, many customers. customers. Like great. before, I could even think about how my business would work. I never imagined that I would have so many business referrals mm-hmm. from the local businesses. Like it just worked out. God really yeah. be showing off with yeah. me. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So how do we meet DeAsia? Explain. Um so it was my twenty first birthday. Was it? And you don't remember how we went? I don't. <laughs> it was my twenty first birthday and I wanted this dress. Me, mm-hmm. so I came into your store. At first, I was going with another designer, mm-hmm. and I forget why I didn't want to go with her no more. Okay, so uh, I came into your store. I think you said seven hundred dollars for the dress. Child, I don't remember. 
I don't even know what dress you're talking about. Did I make it? No, okay. never. You never made it because I I wound up not having a party. I had a party bus. Okay. So if I would have went in a whole big gown, oh, that would have been a gown. Yeah. Okay. That would have been too dramatic for a party bus. And I found something on Instagram and I just ordered it. So okay. I, didn't, I didn't need it no more. So that's how I. That's the first 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 time I uh, met you. Mm-hmm. So, um, for my twenty first birthday, I ordered from another designer. He never sent it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it never came in the mail or whatever. So I'm just like, uh, like I said, I wanted to sew a long time ago, mm-hmm. um, a long time ago. So if I would have just sewed, like if I would have just started learning, I could have made my own dress. Mm-hmm. So um, then I'm I remembered you. I'm like, hmm, like I wonder if I could just DM her, ask her if she could help me. And then I signed up for your pattern making class. Okay, and. You don't <laughs> got a bad memory. No. Did you take it? Yes. <laughs> I'm like, I had a pattern making class. I don't even remember that. Yeah, you don't because I booked it online and it was <laughs> okay. All right. I booked it online and then it was like, um, we'll call you in like. Two days. Mm-hmm. You never called me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did you just come in? So I DM'd you and you was like, you didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure it was me? <laughs> it was you. <laughs> I'm like a battery class. I think that was on my Squarespace website. I used to have like stuff there, yeah. but it would never get bought. Yeah. So if you told yeah. me you bought it, I'm like, oh, you did? <laughs> Don't know why you buy that shit. <laughs> I was probably surprised. Like, I don't even know where to, like, buy button. Like, I don't even know how to check if somebody bought it because nobody ever really bought anything off of that website. So I probably ain't know where to even find it. Like, told me you bought it. Like, okay. My drum hype, like, yep, got this pattern making class. Like, like, why didn't she DM me yet? I mean, why didn't she call me yet? Uh So when I got there, it seemed like you was, like, tired. I was, it was early in the morning. Uh Uh-huh. It seemed like you was like tired, and then we just went to the um the cup table, mm-hmm. and you showed me how to make it better. Was it like multiple weeks? No, it was like two days, or probably it was like a week. Okay, how did the class work out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what year was this? Um, this had to be like was, four years. I was twenty one. It was all in. Oh, okay. It was all in that year. Okay. That's nice. <laughs> so I thought you to make patterns. I still don't know how to make patterns. Bro, you just told me the class was nice. It was nice. Like, you taught me, like, the basics. Mm-hmm. But, like the. And then at some point, this is how I thought we met. I thought we met because you went to Maid Institute. <laughs> Another name drop. My bad. Um, everybody getting. Everybody getting publicity. <laughs> but I thought we met when you went to Maid and then you... Would come in the store every once in a while, and then I had offered you an internship. Mm-hmm. And then when you did the internship, I thought that's no. So we had you had already yeah. did a class with me prior to that. No, no, I went to May first, but it was expensive. Okay, and they didn't teach you patterns. The I only took one class. Okay, I took the basic sewing class. Turn what off? Oh, okay. I thought that was your phone. <laughs> See, he know what he doing. <laughs> Um, 
What was I saying? Oh, I went to May first. Mm-hmm. But I still was going to CCB too. Okay. And I think it was just too much. And the pediment class was like seven fifty. Okay. And I didn't have that. And mine's was probably like fifty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was right. <laughs> it's cheap as hell. Ah. <laughs> and then um, I took the pediment class, and then I actually bought patterns off you. Okay. Like you made the basic the slopers, the slopers mm-hmm. for me, yeah. And then I started sewing off of the slopers. Okay. I did everything with the slopers. Mm-hmm. And then um, I DM'd you, asked you if I could uh, come work for you. You told me to bring all my work. And mm-hmm. I brought all, everything I ever made. Mm-hmm. And you looked at it and you hired me. Okay. But then when I started working there, you was like, you're not ready. <laughs> took me back down to an intern. Okay. Yeah. Because I really didn't know what I was doing. All right. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like something that would happen. <laughs> <laughs> but but I remember during your internship, you know, it was like, oh, she cool. Like, I like her personality. You was super funny. <laughs> like, we always just be, like, cracking up about dumb stuff. I was so, shy at first. I went, through a, I went through, like, a phase where I didn't speak. For like, to I, me? Yeah. I used In to come the store? To, yeah, I used to come to work and not talk at all. And did I say something? No, you didn't say nothing to me, but you said something to Will. Well, name dropping again. <laughs> <laughs> you said something to Will, like, oh, Will was like, we, <laughs> Will was like, we got a new um, employee, mm-hmm. but he quiet. And then you was like, yeah, that's Deja. Um, <laughs> that's how you was like, I'm trying to get Deja out there or something. Um, I mean, and then I just started being there every day. And we, I started opening up. Yeah. I mean, I think, and again, that was like three, four years ago. So clearly, yeah, that was a. I was twenty. I was twenty one. So I'm twenty six now. I'm twenty six now, and I'm still twenty five. <laughs> crazy, it's <laughs> so crazy. That time went by so fast. Yeah, it did. It seemed like you had a lot of people. Everybody worked there. The Everybody was dumb. Oh yeah, that was some good times. That oh was my God. that was so fun. Like when everybody <laughs> worked there. I mean, and I be trying to recreate the vibe too. That I mean, was like, we can't recreate that vibe. That was a fun team. Yeah, I think I always had like I've always had young black. Yeah, you know talent. Yeah, you do good too. You're not like a young black female talent for the most part. Yeah. It's like you don't got like a ego. Yeah, I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah, you said I don't have no ego. That's what you're trying to say. No, not like. What? <laughs> I don't know. I think some other people give off a vibe of I know what I'm doing. I'm the yeah. You don't. I'm do the that leader. At all. I'm the boss. I'm yeah. the yeah. I'm very like low key. Yeah, like, regular. Like we here. <laughs> like we in this together mm-hmm. whether i'm a billionaire and i know everything or not like yeah i'm still humble yeah humble i'm still gonna do the same stuff even in a company like i'm still gonna be the janitor and the ceo at the same time yeah. you know because i'm not gonna leave a piece of paper on the floor or yeah. whatever so i think at the end of the day people who um lead companies or have a mm-hmm. legacy of doing good work and being good people. Those are the people yeah. who win, yeah. you know? And I don't think I'm ever going to change who I am for that. Yeah. 
Um, another thing I wanted to talk about is your, well, you know what? Actually, I had wrote down in the notes, one, how this could help future and current designers. And then, um, like your fashion journey, like your personal fashion journey and where you are. So which one you want to talk about? Mm, I guess we could talk about my, um, fashion journey. Because we're already talking about us. Yeah. So. All right. So talk about it. What's your fashion? Like, where are you in your fashion journey as far as like being a fashion designer and anything else? Okay. So it all started in sixth grade. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we had this class and it was a sewing class and we learned how to make pillows. Mm-hmm. And I just fell in love with the sewing machine. Like I went home and I'm like, Mom, guess what we learned today in school? Like, I want to sew, like, but I wanted to sew pillows. Mm. I wanted to, like, you know, <laughs> you know how, like, kids have lemonade stands? Yeah. I wanted to have a pillow stand, like, go to the park every Saturday. Mm. Hello? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hello? It sounded like it went out. It sounded like it went out. Mm. Um, go to the park, Um, set up, like, a pillow stand, just sell pillows and mm. take orders. I used to, like... <laughs> Make my own receipts, like play receipts. Like, I got all these orders. <laughs> but I'm in sixth grade, I really wanted it. But I was a bad kid, so. Um, so your mom was like, nah. My mom never, like, um, bought me a sewing machine. Mm-hmm. And then um, it just went out my head. Like, it just went out. Like, I didn't want to do it no more. Yeah. And then you didn't start back up until 21? No. And then um, it was time for college. Mm-hmm. And I applied to all these schools for fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm getting accepted. I got accepted into every school except for one. Mm-hmm. And then we was in a meeting. It was two things. We was in the meeting with the counselor. And the counselor basically, like, killed all my dreams. Counselors is good for that. Yeah. <laughs> like, they were just like, mm, you should go to school for something else. Or, like, financial aid wasn't really good for um, that major. Right. Like, so, and then my mom just like, absolutely not. Like, she's listening to the counselor. Like, right. I'm not paying it. Like, we're going to go to the cheapest school. Yeah. So then we had career day. Mm-hmm. And it was a fashion designer there. Really? Mm-hmm. I wish there was a fashion designer in my career day. <laughs> Nobody. And he was just like, he was telling me the truth, but I feel like he was being negative. Okay. And he was like, um, it's such a competitive field. And back then, we didn't have, we had Instagram, but it wasn't really like what it is today. Yeah. Um, And then it was like those older people mm-hmm. before us. You said older people like it was a curse word, but okay. <laughs> you had to pause before you said like older people. Okay. They didn't have. Like the promo we had, so they had to go like harder. Mm-hmm. So that's what he was saying. Like it's so competitive. Yeah. Think about it, like to be seen, to be seen. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I went home that same day. I'm like, do I really think I can be a fashion designer? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, like that's not going to happen. Yeah. Then my sisters, they they're going to school to be nurses, doctors, and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, okay, I'm not going to school for fashion. Okay. So I wound up going to school for communications. I wanted to do what we're doing now, a right. radio show. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So you end up kind of doing it, <laughs> yeah, but through fashion design anyway. Yeah. Okay. So I was working out. I wanted to be a model. And, um, for uh, communications, you also had like journalism too, right? Or mm-hmm. no? Yeah. And I was a strong writer. Like, that was my strongest subject. My second strongest. And I just knew, like, I could write blogs and stuff. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to go for communications. So I went to Lock Haven. Uh, my fin- financial aid was really good. Um, I don't think I had to pay anything. Really? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So it was like a, you have to go to the school or like. Yeah. So um, I'm in school. I love communications, but I wasn't, like, happy. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, eh. Like, do I really think I'm going to do this for the rest of my life? Yeah. And, like, I still wanted to so still wanted to so It was always, like, on my mind. And then that happened when my, my birthday dress happened. Like, yeah. it never came. Mm-hmm. And then I actually started um, looking into, like, fashion schools. And I found me. Yeah. And the class was only like three hundred dollars and my mom she paid for it. Okay. And from that class I just fell in love. Yeah. I'm just like, Oh yeah, this is what I wanna do. Like, yeah. I can't I can't see myself doing nothing else. Yeah. Other than modeling. Yeah. And radio. I like I think I don't know. So I mean so basically, you let other people kind of yeah. take you off your journey yeah. just for you to come back yeah. to it. That's what I'm doing. That's what's happening right now, too. What you mean? When I started up, mm-hmm. it was popping. Then I, like, let people. Oh, yeah. I let people get in my Because you stopped. Yeah, I stopped. Because I got exposed on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Then, we, like. We need to do an episode on that. Like, <laughs> how people trying to expose you for being bad. And it's like, okay. But. Say if I was to get exposed today, I would not even care. Right. Like so I can't it. I can't believe I let that. We'll definitely talk about that in the next episode for sure. It's like mm, we can talk about it like years from now because I don't No, no, but okay. Uh Mike closer to me. Okay. Um All right. Then it was like a friend. Like when you start a business, uh, your friends and your family. Mm-mm. I think you should stay away from them. They mm-hmm. they threw me off. I didn't really get. I like got. I got positive feedback from somebody like you, right? But um, family and friends they made me feel like I wasn't doing like good enough or whatever. <laughs> one day, one day somebody was like, "Get a grip!" Like you really think? No, for real. So it was like I believe you. It's it just annoying that crazy. people act like that. It was so crazy. But I'm young, 21, yeah. and I had like this business, and it was taken off. I got great like publicity from it. Right. Like, my Instagram used to be popping. Like I think I got like a thousand followers in one day. Mm-hmm. Like that was crazy. Like five, I I had like five thousand profile views mm-hmm. in a week. Mm-hmm. My page never did that before. Right. And that was back then. That was back then. Yeah. Imagine I would have kept going. So but then I seen, it. I seen like, little like jealousy. I just didn't like what was happening. Right. Like, and being as though like, I never had nothing in life. So I started having something. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, a, mm, I don't really want this life. Yeah. But I was young and dumb. Yeah. But now like, then I'm older. Oh yeah. And it's part of your journey too. Yeah. Like, trust me, once, 
you get Did ten years now with you. We ran out of time, so I'm trying to like <laughs> end this episode because we passed thirty minutes. So we will talk about it in the next conversation, but um, and we can cut that part out where I said that. <laughs> but um, I think that for me personally, anytime somebody told me that I couldn't do it, it just made me go harder. Yeah. Like I had the opposite reaction of you. Yeah. If somebody was like, "Oh, get a grip," or "You can't do this," or "Why you think you could be that?" I'd be like, mm-hmm. "All right." But like right, that's right, all the right. fuel I need. Right. Like I yeah, so we are like opposite in that way. Yeah. Even like going into college, like my dad was like, "You are not going to college for fashion design." Yeah. That's the dumbest thing I ever yeah. heard in my life. Mm-hmm. He was like, "People don't make money off of clothes, yeah. mind you. He yeah. wearing clothes like, yeah. I'm- <laughs> like what you think you wearing? Yeah. Like you think all these people walking around naked? Like yeah, yeah clothing is a thing." But he was definitely like, I'm not paying for college. I'm not putting my name down on no loans. Mm-hmm. If you go for fashion design, you do not have my support. Yeah. Again, I was like, all right, bet. Yeah. And I got a job and applied to college, took out hella loans I still can't afford, <laughs> and got my degree. And I'm still doing Like, I never let anybody take me on my path. Yeah, you never. Never. Ever, ever. I've seen you go through crazy. So many L's. You and then you don't even get discouraged. I seen only time I get seen you get discouraged was prom season, right? And it's mostly because I'm like overworked yeah. and tired yeah, and stressed yeah, out. Yeah. It's not even because I'm discouraged, just because I'm like sleepy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, even when prom first started and you was starting to get overwhelmed, you still was just like, right? Like, cause I don't got. I feel like that's how I used to be in the beginning. Yeah, when I first started working for you, I was just like, right. You need that extra person. I'm just there. Like, I'm yeah. just. So motivated. I think, so wait, I would do. I do want to close this episode though, talking about how this podcast could help future fashion designers because these are the type of topics that we're going to be doing yeah. every week, every episode. So, yeah. real quick, like, what do you think talking about these topics can do to help future fashion designers or current fashion designers? Um, well, you're not alone if you're feeling like us, mm-hmm. and I don't know. <laughs> Uh, and learn from our mistakes. Yeah, I guess learn from our mistakes. You're not about to make the same mistakes. Yeah, uh, yeah. I yeah. think I think um, because once you started talking about your problems, mm-hmm. I realized that we had the same problems. So it made me feel better as a designer. Yeah, so I really feel like it's like a vent session. Yeah, it's like it's it's people out there like you. So yeah, I think it's gonna make people feel like you're not doing bad. Yeah. For me, for sure, I feel like one thing I want people to get out of the podcast is, like you said, like you're not alone. The issues that you have and everybody having. Yeah. Somebody talk bad about you on Instagram, tag you and be like, oh, this person is the yeah. worst designer I've ever seen. And they mm-hmm. did that. Like that happened to us all, girl. Yeah. Get up. Go back to, to work. The biggest <laughs> it happened to the biggest. It happened to the smallest. Biggest. When you make a mistake on yeah. a pattern and you got to cut all new. Yeah. You know, or even that's just, a part of it. It's a part of it. Yeah. Even like manufacturing, you know, mm-hmm. you're not sure if this, if you should get this in bulk or if you shouldn't. You're mm-hmm. not sure if girls are going to like it in this color or that color. And maybe you order 300 units of something that really only sold 30. Like we've right. been there. Get right. up, go back to work. You know, I want people to realize and to know that like not only have we been there, but we got on the other side and we profit off of the mistakes that we make. Yeah. So, all right. So I think this was a good. First episode, yeah. intro, meet the girls. 
Um, we're going to close it out. So this is what I want to say at the end of every episode is, <laughs> don't forget to count your blessings before you count your money. I like that. Yeah, that's it. Right. 